the following happened immediately after the conclusion of the last episode of the Feminization Boudoir podcast. This podcast is like two hours away from even being <laughs> played. I still have to upload the audio to clips for sale and all that stuff. And um, it's been retweeted. I retweeted <laughs> and of course, Qu Quick and Dirty Media also retweeted it. And would you like to give us an update on the voting? Uh, <laughs> This is amazing. Like, it's only been posted for six minutes. There's eight votes. And 87.5% um, people already say, yes, I love fun. <laughs> this is amazing. I love fun. And no, I don't love fun. I think this goes down to voter irregularities. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's eight votes and we are six minutes in. Oh my gosh, I am loving this. Folks, please, please. I'm, I'm calling on, on all the little <laughs> Kylie maniacs out there. Uh, please. No, I think by the time, I think by the time they've heard this, it would have already been over and done with. God. I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and I, hope that it keeps trending in the way that I want it to. I am just glad that that, that, that we didn't bet anything worse because this is not going my way at all. This is not going my way at all. So, there will always be opportunities for other bets. I, I don't think there will be. I don't think there will Not if I find <laughs> loyalty is this dead. All right, no. No. But, I, I just I, I, she started laughing maniacally like like you can hear uh, when she saw the uh, the results coming in and I thought okay I'm gonna want to play that next week so uh, <laughs> this is recorded like right after we did that initial recording for for oh um, my gosh this is so amazing I'm so excited too excited oh my gosh <laughs> I really am starting to dislike fun just so you know. No, fun is amazing. And that was the beginning of my big defeat. Um, <laughs> hi, everybody. This is Kylie Gable. I am joined by Raina is Queen. And this is the Feminization Boudoir podcast from Candy Apple Press. Hi, Raina. Hi, how are you? I sound way too happy about this. Um, <laughs> So last week, uh, if you were listening, uh, exactly a week from today, Raina informed me that she had to talk to me. And uh, when I called her up, she sent me a link, and it was to this video she had made of her Sims 4 character uh, uh, that she had made of me. And uh, I have no idea why I found this humiliating, because I think it was because of her, her uh, narration but I mean, you could have just said it's Putin or something. It wouldn't have, been, but no. And uh, so she made a six minute and 30 second movie of her, her, her movie. Ouch. <laughs> I paid a, played a 30 second clip of the audio last week. And I, and both Raina and I made our cases last week. Her And I get to post it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> We had a tight race. We had a very close election. No, it was not. It was kind of close. Um, 
spot. In the you other. never once hit double digits. I lost 37 to three. Thank you. <laughs> that, I don't think 37 to three would bother me as much, except I know that I was one of the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Raina did not exactly play. <laughs> Raina does not exactly play fair in this contest. Exactly what was the uh, the voting choice? Wait a minute. I didn't play fair. What was, the, let me just, what was the, what were the two, th- you know, there were two choices to vote on. What were they? Yes, I like fun. Or, no, I don't like fun. Fun. Nothing about like, oh, you know, should, should we be nice <laughs> to Kylie? No, it's. Fun or no fun. So yeah, fun, fun one. It did, and, and I'm so happy. And yeah, so 37 to three. I I I actually have, I think, almost six more hours uh, before technically it would be a whole week. However, um, at 37 to three, I think I'm going to leave well enough alone and and. Uh, just concede and throw myself on Raina <laughs> and ask her very nicely not to release the video. Well, that would be silly. Everyone's so excited for it. There's at least 36 people out there who want to see it. But there's two people besides me who really don't. <laughs> Well, they don't have to watch it. I think we should go for the majority. So I guess it's being released. Um, If you would like to check it out, I could play another clip here, but it's just the audio. And I think you would probably, you probably miss something if you don't see the video as well. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm I'm actually just going to go ahead and tweet it now. Like right now, I'm going to send it out. Like it's sitting right here. So I'll just go ahead and do it. And And you get to retweet it. So. (laughs) Great. So. Yeah. uh, It is Bossy Smurf. Yeah. The Bossy Smurf. The Bossy Smurf. uh, At Twitter.com. Also, you've got it on YouTube. Do you want me to, like, put a link to the YouTube oh. video in the, yeah. in the description too. So okay. So if you don't I'll have Twitter, you the link. if you don't have Twitter, you'll have the link as well. So that. <laughs> okay. One That's so sweet of you to share it for everyone. Uh, we're gonna pause for one second. We 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 had a mail delivery. Uh, and uh, naturally, my dogs, as sworn defenders of the mailbox, have uh, <laughs> jumped into action to protect us from any unsolicited mail. All right. Hopefully, they're done. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you can check it on YouTube or, or you know, you can also find it on Twitter. Uh, it's the uh, Second Life uh, video of me. Created by <laughs> Raina and her friend, Quick and Dirty Media. Oh, you're throwing him out there again? 
I'm just mentioning yeah. him. I would think he'd want credit for <laughs> that job. I would think, you know. Um, but so I, I did lose, and uh, you did. I lost bad. You <laughs> did. Three. Uh, I think I had five or six people did t- did tell me they voted for me. Uh, but since I know outside of myself, only two people did. At least three or four of them were lying. Uh, <laughs> and the worst part of all this, the worst part, um, you know, I have a very special relationship with Mistress DJ. Mm-hmm. We really were friends. She's a really, you know, great friend of mine. She has had no way ever, ever dominated me. No, I take that back. We played a little bit. But not really much. Okay. Now that this is broken out, she's telling Raina all sorts of stuff about me. <laughs> she's 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 making jokes. So I've got them both both doing this. And then um Mistress Alexandra, who I've worked with before, she's jumping into the fray. Shayla is liking tweets. I mean <laughs> It's like somehow I'm running a running a gauntlet of doms right now, and I don't know how that happened. Did you expect anything less? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, well, I have to admit that the last tweet that you tweeted about the um, sailor outfit it really did inspire me. Oh God. And so I did actually find some options for you. I don't know if you want to look now or if you want to look later, but I did post those on Twitter for you to see. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. Um, I'm going to for, for those of you who are who are dressing. Uh, I did. Hold on. My crazy dogs again. Um, they're playing Bitey Face, their favorite game. Oh. Holy cow. Um, yeah, if you go to the Bossy Smurf, you'll see what she found, and uh, it's kind of frightening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, one thing that I did learn uh, from Raina that I wanted to share with anybody who, who is actively dressing um she has directed me to a site. Uh, I think it's us.shine, S-H-E-I-N, and I don't know if it's .net or .com. However, um, this site has a lot of clothes for like five or ten bucks for an outfit. And if you're dressing and you don't want to be paying retail prices... You want to check this place out. I mean, I don't work for them. I've never bought anything from them. I have a feeling Raina is going to change this. <laughs> but wow, the prices are amazing. And actually, actually, DJ did say the quality was was pretty decent. So, um, but so well, yeah. maybe you can get sponsored, and then you'll just have all of the pretty pink outfits. Gosh. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to issue a warning and then we are going to introduce the audio. Well, I want to tell you how you got the audio too. So the first warning is 
you know how they say if you play with fire, you're going to get burned? Mm-hmm. The same is true if you play with doms. Be uh, very yes. careful. Be yes. very careful. <laughs> um, the other thing uh, I did want to say, and the reason that I'm being generally good-natured and not making a lot of uh, snarky comments or bratty comments about Raina is, she did an amazing thing for us today. Um, she thought that she had recorded the entire audio that we're going to hear today. And actually, when she went to play it back, you can probably tell the story better than I can. No, you're doing a good job. But yeah, um, I'd recorded the entire audio. And I think it's about 55-ish minutes or something around there. It's a longer one, yeah. Well, I, I think it's just average for you now. <laughs> no, my average is about 43 now. So I, I'll say if I see 6,000 words on the count, I don't blink an eye for you anymore. Most <laughs> <laughs> are 6,000, yeah. I think you, you gave me a story, like the very first one was 1,000, maybe 2,000 words. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see how this goes. Now uh-huh. I see 6,000 and I'm just like, oh, it's another day for Kylie. Uh-huh. Oh, and you know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing about starting things out really easy and then upping the difficulty? No, not at all. <laughs> I did not. That's how she suckered me in. So. I did not slow play you for years at all. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> But so I I finished recording and generally when I record, I kind of go edit as I go because I think it just makes it easier for me. You know, I just edit out whatever tongue tied moment I have and I keep it moving. So instead of having to go all the way back through and listening to all of my mistakes and editing those because I make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> Um it's just easier to edit as I go. But because of where I was in my day, I had things to do. Um, I was down to the last 20 minutes and I thought I could edit it at my next location because I was just going to take my laptop. I wasn't able to do that. But by the time I got back home, somehow the file just seemed really messed up. It was going in and out. A lot of words were missing. A lot of syllables were missing. So here I was re-recording it, re-editing everything that I had done, and I was probably up until about five o'clock in my time in the morning, so. Yeah. yeah. So that is, she recorded the whole thing twice, and the second one, really early hours in the morning, so I am very grateful. Um, oh, you're welcome. So... I'm going to tell you first off just a very small bit about the story. Um, it is about a guy who uh, was feminized when he was a senior in high school. This is now him as a executive who winds up uh, running into the same girls again for a high school reunion. I was a co-writer on this. And I'm co-writer on a lot of things, as you know, but I was probably really the secondary writer. Mindy Harris, I think, did more of the writing on this. And if you like this story, you will find her uh, stuff on Amazon, too. M-I-N-D-I Harris. Feminized Reunion by Kylie Gable 
Mindy Harris, and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Raina Means Queen. Ten years ago. It all started on the fateful day when Nathan Lacey's mother made him wear his older sister Andrea's shoes to school. Although he had no idea at the time, that relatively minor experience put him on a strange path and changed his life. At that time, his name was Nathan, or Nate. He was an overachieving, socially awkward high school kid, just having celebrated his 18th birthday, and currently in a close two-person competition for valedictorian. If Nathan held the top spot, he'd win a full scholarship to a prestigious, small private college in the Midwest. Otherwise, well, with a single mom who cleaned homes for a living, his prospects for higher education were shaky at best. Only one thing was standing in his way. His arch rival, Casey Kern, the girl with a GPA just a few percentage points below his. She was aggressive and competitive, and she vowed to beat him by any means necessary. That morning, Nathan had talked back to his mother, and she punished him by forcing him to wear Andrea's shoes to school. A little reminder of who's in charge here, she called it. The shoes fit him perfectly, which was embarrassing enough, all the more so because he'd known they would. Andrea's favorite game was Andy and Natalie, which involved them dressing up in each other's clothes. She started this when Nathan was about four and made him play whenever they could. By that point, she'd accumulated countless photos and hours of videos, clearly showing him in all sorts of feminine outfits. If he ever tried to refuse to play along, Andrea would show him her Natalie scrapbook, packed with pictures of Nathan modeling girly outfits, including all of her ultra-girly Halloween costumes. Ballerina, Girl Scout, Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, you name it. He found the scrapbook and threw it away, but she just printed out another copy, and she even spanked him for his defiance. She never tired of dressing him up as a girl, and delighted in the fact that the two siblings almost always wore the same exact sizes. When his pleading, moping, and screaming failed to change his mom's mind, Nathan resolved to switch back to his own shoes as soon as he got to school. But in the heated argument, he'd forgotten to put his shoes in his school bag. Nathan was stuck wearing girl shoes for the rest of the day. Although the shoes looked a bit like the loafers Nathan sometimes wore, anyone who looked closely would notice some small but significant differences. The slight high heel for one thing, the slightly too light color and too shiny for male shoes for another, and this completed an overall feminine styling. Nathan shrugged. 
Who's going to look close enough to tell, he assured himself. A few weeks later, Nathan learned to his horror that Casey Kern, his nemesis and closest rival for the valedictorian scholarship, had looked very closely. And so began his downfall. His first inkling that something was horribly wrong came when his homeroom teacher, Miss Davenport, called him up to her desk. You're wearing the wrong uniform, Miss Lacey, she said, emphasizing the word Miss and smiling like the Joker after a particularly diabolical scheme. She was Nathan's least favorite teacher by far. He despised the dowdy, cranky, white-haired teacher who wore a ratty, off-off-white cardigan over a bland beige dress. Wait, what? What do you... You're Miss Natalie Lacey, aren't you? Miss Davenport smirked, peering at the miserable young man over her out-of-style tortoiseshell glasses that hung from a clunky chain around her neck. Nathan fantasized about grabbing that chain and, Miss Lacey, I'm waiting. She snapped him out of his daydream of vengeance. Lacey, yes, that was his last name. But he was absolutely a mister, not a miss. He felt disoriented. What's going on? Nathan was thinking. If this is a joke, I'm not getting it, he mumbled under his breath. Even though he knew that Davenport knew his real name and gender, he began trying to explain. My name is Nathan, or Nate, not... Natalie can borrow one of my uniforms, interrupted Casey Kern. Who else? She struck a pose, winked, and smirked at him. To emphasize her offer, she was waving a stack of clothing. What appeared to be, and definitely was, a school uniform. One of her school uniforms, to be precise. Don't call me Natalie, Nathan began with a growl. Only to be overridden by Davenport. Davenport hated Nathan, and the feelings were mutual. Their feud began when he'd reported her to the school administration for claiming to be the advisor to the school paper, despite refusing to approve any of the student's copy or do any of the work for that matter. Not coincidentally, she fired him as editor and named Casey as his replacement for good measure. There was a big mess in the aftermath especially when Nathan and his friends published an independent newspaper on their own, with some scathing editorials criticizing Davenport for her laziness. Their animosity had only grown in intensity ever since. Still, he couldn't imagine her retaliation would include conspiring with Casey Kern to humiliate him this way. Natalie You're lucky your classmate, Miss Kern, generously offered to let you wear her extra uniform. Thank her. The mortified young male mumbled what may have been thanks 
as he reluctantly accepted the bundle of clothing his grinning rival offered. She whispered, I noticed your pretty shoes last week, and that gave me some ideas. So I made a few updates to your school records that just went into effect today. You're now officially a female named Natalie Lauren Lacey, according to your permanent records. I brought my extra uniform just in case you forgot that you're a schoolgirl from now on. Her extra uniform. That meant a regulation schoolgirl's uniform. Plaid skirt about knee length. Reds and greens on black. White blouse with a decidedly feminine cut, including darting and a Peter Pan collar, exactly like the one Casey wore, along with the most sadistic smile Nathan had ever seen. He prayed she hadn't also brought along. Don't forget these, Casey sang holding out a sexy pink thong with white frilly accents and a matching push-up bra. The entire class roared with hilarity. Now come on and let's get you changed. Miss Davenport, barely holding back her laughter, directed Casey and Nathan to report to the headmistress and sort out this mess. Nathan felt his face flush with heat. Even as his blood ran cold as he pictured himself dressed in a little skirt and girlish blouse on display in front of everyone. After the whole homeroom had seen the lingerie Casey chose for him, he knew soon the entire school would know about what he wore underneath the schoolgirl's uniform. Truth be told, Nathan had always had a crush on Casey. Her Strawberry blonde hair and bright blue eyes enchanted him. Her cruel and competitive personality was a huge attraction for him as well, although he'd never admit it, not even to himself. She was muscular, but very feminine, and Nathan hated himself for being drawn to her despite her constant abuse of him. Or maybe... Because of it. Either way, she was way out of his league, and they both knew it. Somehow, that only made him want her more. Nathan looked at the gorgeous, unattainable, demonic angel before him, just for a moment. Then, he nodded curtly and left the classroom at a brisk walk, forcing Casey to nearly run trying to keep up. Before he could reach the main administration office and set his record straight, however, Nathan felt himself grabbed and lifted into the air. He later learned that his sister, Andrea, had told Casey all about his time as Natalie, even describing how his nemesis and her friends could humiliate and dominate him. From that point onward, Casey was intent on emasculating, feminizing, and, if necessary, blackmailing him into submission. It was then that Nathan realized with a shock that Andrea was serious when she said 
She always wanted a little sister. This betrayal was critical to what came next. Casey had enlisted Sherry Flannery, Mandy Coleridge, Marisol Cortez, and Bianca Madison to ambush Nathan. The four budding femme fatales pounced on the unwitting boy as he turned the corner toward the administration wing. In seconds, they tied his wrists and ankles together with pantyhose, immobilizing him and rendering all of his helpless struggles useless and pathetic. In seconds, Casey caught up to the group, the four girls holding their helpless captive over their heads. This was very easy for them. Each girl was at least as big as Nathan was, or even bigger, and they were all stronger. They carried their wriggling prey into the girls' locker room where they quickly cut his boy's uniform off of him. All the while, Casey snapped pictures and took videos on her phone, immortalizing this feminization and providing additional blackmail material in case she needed it to control Nathan. For this part, Nathan was oddly excited just by the proximity to these beautiful young women, each alluring in their own way. Sherry was a stunningly beautiful girl with honey-colored, silky straight hair, sparkling green eyes, and a big bright smile. She was usually very quiet, especially for a cheerleader, but in her case, still waters run deep. She turned out to be incredibly talented with ropes and other bondage implements and was also shockingly creative at dreaming up humiliating scenarios for him. Mandy was the youngest and possibly the prettiest of the group. Her hair was the rich color of chocolate and it cascaded around her heart-shaped face in loose curls. Her face was almost too cute and her big warm brown eyes sparkled with wit and intellect. Her body was stunning, with pert B-cut breast and a sexy rounded butt. Usually, her personality was sweet and kind. Today, however, she was heartlessly intent on humiliating Nathan, just like the other four girls. Marisol was the closest thing to a tomboy among Casey's close circle of girlfriends. She had a wicked sense of humor to go along with her athletic good looks. She wore her dark brown, almost black hair in a cute pixie style that set off her ebony eyes to dramatic effect. She was very strong and played on varsity sports teams when she wasn't running the yearbook. Her parents were immigrants from Argentina. Bianca was an absolutely gorgeous African-American girl. Along with Marisol, she was one of the most athletic girls in school. She'd won several sports scholarship offers as she starred on a few girls' varsity teams, including basketball, volleyball, and tennis. Bianca had a future in professional sports, modeling, or possibly both. 
The girls seemingly had carefully pre-planned their every action like master thieves plotting an ingenious heist. While two of them held Nathan in place, another two stripped him. While one held him helplessly in a headlock and another grabbed his ankles, two others spread nair all over his body. Then, after waiting 20 minutes, they marched him into the showers to remove the nair and all his body hair with it. Ruthlessly, they used very cold water, causing him to shiver and shrinking his manhood down to a tiny nub. They took advantage of this to squeeze his junk into chastity, locking a curved pink metal tube around his cock and looping a metal ring around his balls. Of course, Casey recorded this humiliation with close-ups and running commentary. All the while, the girls laughed and mocked him. As they powdered him with lilac bath powder, they ridiculed his little clit. Trying to find some way to escape from the strap, Nathan looked around but remembered that the girls had cut his own clothes into ribbons. He hoped he could find some male clothes in the lost and found, but wondered how he could manage to ask about that, standing there naked, without any clothes or even a towel to wear. Nathan wasn't naked for long, however. Before he could ask the girls to let him go, they forced him into Casey's underwear and school uniform. They did this ever so slowly, teasingly, and most of all, mockingly. Casey kept up a steady patter as she videoed the process. Miss Natalie Lacey is wearing a very lacy thong and matching bra. Befitting her name, said Casey in a sexy tone. How does it feel to model such sexy lingerie, princess? Nathan grunted, making all the girls laugh. The soft but tight thong and the bra felt restrictive on his body. An all too familiar sensation for him, as Andrea had often made him wear her panties and training bra. This was his first time in a more adult bra, though, and the push-up action had squeezed his tiny boy boobs in a delicious decolletage, much to the girls' delight and Nathan's shame. The girls slowly slipped the short plaid skirt up Nathan's silky smooth legs, and he felt goosebumps all over his body as it shifted position caressing his knees tantalizingly. They buttoned the sheer white blouse into place and marveled at his hairless chest and slim waist. My God, Natalie, said Casey. Why would any girl hide such a svelte, girlish figure underneath ugly boys' clothes? <laughs> Nathan visibly blushed every time Casey called him a girl or princess. It hammered home that this beautiful girl, the object of his deepest lust, had absolutely no respect for him as a man. No. She only saw him as a silly, 
frilly, feminine girl. Each time she mocked him, he felt a wash in humiliation, an ever-increasing arousal. Unfortunately, or maybe, fortunately, the cock cage prevented him from getting hard. In some ways, Nathan felt like he was playing dress-up with Andrea once more. Only this time, there was a strange, intoxicating sexual frisson that made every sensation very different. This time, he wasn't the reluctant younger brother of a pushy, insistent sister playing a relatively innocent, absolutely chaste game of role reversal. This time, he was the helpless plaything of excited, laughing, mocking young women. Five, effervescent girls, not just one methodical female, and they were enjoying his emasculation to an unimaginable degree. After doing his makeup, hair, and nails in the subtle pinks and tans of a typical innocent schoolgirl style, they demanded that Nathan smile at himself in the mirror as they took even more pictures and videos. They laughed when Sherry noted that Casey's old uniform fit him perfectly. Nathan blushed and trembled as the five girls gleefully discussed several other outfits Casey could offer as hand-me-downs for him to wear. I have so many dresses, skirts, dance outfits, yoga pants, Casey said while she looked at him thoughtfully. I bet you'd even fit in my middle school VSCO girl stuff. Sherry said, OMG, oversized graphic t-shirts as dresses, Birkenstocks, scrunchies as bracelets, puka shell chokers and anklets. That'd be adorable. Casey laughed. Oh yes, Natalie, don't forget your baby pink hydro flask with girl power stickers. Save the turtles, girly, Marisol said to Nathan. His sister had gone through that stage, and she'd made him dress exactly as they were describing and took him to the park on more than one occasion. Although this just brought back embarrassing memories of Andrea introducing him as Natalie to dozens of other VSCO girls. Most terrifying, they called all of this just a practice run. They threatened to do it all again. But the next time, they'd force him into one of Casey's cheerleading uniforms and make him perform a cheer with them, possibly in front of the whole school. Even if that means carrying you, Kicking and screaming out into a pep rally, Sherry laughed. Casey chimed in. Or maybe it'd be more fun for Natalie to cheerlead at a football game in front of the whole town. Don't forget the pool parties, Marisol added. I just know Natalie will light it up in a skimpy bikini. Their terms were clear and not open for debate or discussion. Nathan was to be their dress-up doll and servant, 
That is, unless you prefer to join their cheerleading squad for real, with mandatory practices, public performances, and even ultra-feminine hygiene and grooming requirements. He shuddered at their suggestion that he'd be so adorable shaking his palms and cute little booty for all the boys. There was no escape for him. He hated to admit it, but after their tender ministrations, Nathan made more than a passable girl. He'd never been so mortified in his life. He had to spend the rest of the day wearing the girl's school uniform with his hair in cute little pigtails tied with plaid hair bows that matched his skirt. By the end of the school day, Nathan had no doubt that these girls were capable of making him into a female cheerleader if that's what they really wanted to do. They'd just proven they could do whatever they wanted to him by forcing him to appear before all of his classmates as a schoolgirl. Nathan wished that was the only time they feminized him, but they, and Andrea, managed to turn him into Natalie all too many times. To his dismay, every time they dressed him up, Nathan looked even prettier than the time before. They'd forced him to learn to walk and talk like a girl, and no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't do anything to protect his evaporating masculinity, or what was left of it. He hated it every time, especially because just being around Casey sexually aroused him, and even more so when she dominated him. Locked away in chastity, he couldn't even give himself the slightest relief from the complicated, conflicted arousal he felt at having five girls emasculating and exposing him as a very sexy sissy. Every day without an orgasm only made Nathan that much more desperate. He found the first day in chastity incredibly frustrating, and it only got worse with each passing week and month. He soon broke down and begged on his hands and knees for some relief. Clearly, whatever resolve he once had long since disappeared, leaving him helpless to defy Casey and her friends. She made sure that he lost out to her as valedictorian and, with it, he lost the scholarship he depended on. Don't worry, doll, said Casey. A pretty ditz like you get by as a secretary until you meet a rich man to marry. Then you can be a trophy wife. But I want to go to college, he whined. Oh, well, maybe you can win a scholarship, suggested Casey thoughtfully. Really? How? asked Nathan. In a beauty pageant, silly girl. She laughed as his face sagged into sad resignation. But girls forced him to keep a diary, as if he were some kind of brainless boy-crazy bimbo. And they'd even made him date boys from other schools who thought he was the schoolgirl slut he appeared to be. He always kept his clothes on. Because 
You are a good girl, teased Casey. Still, Nathan's mortification came across as most alluring coquettish shyness that often aroused the passions of his paramours. Faced with no good answers, Nathan had to take the situation in hand, so to speak. Knowing that he sexually excited other boys and, worse, that he'd physically satisfied their lust time and again, humiliated Nathan more than anything else. And that was saying a lot, as the girls did everything they could imagine to erase any lingering trace of his masculinity. As this went on, Nathan's movements, mannerisms, and even his voice became increasingly feminine. The five force feminizing females all noticed this progress and made fun of that. Marisol was the first who claimed that Nathan must really want to be a girl deep down, but the rest agreed and joined in. He cringed with shame and disgrace, in large part because he was afraid that they might be right. All right, and we're back, and that was Feminized Reunion by myself and Mindy Harris. And, and me. Thought, and that and is Raina true. Means queen. I forgot about that. And Raina Means Queen doing the audio twice. And speaking of which, <laughs> we're doing something a little different with this one. Um, so the clip that I played is the first half of this particular audio. The whole thing is available on Clips for Sale, just like it's always been. I think I'm getting really close to getting back into I Want Clips. They think, I think they've kind of got their problems with their site straightened out. However, yes. so you can, you can listen to this and enjoy it. There is a second part that will be coming out um, in a couple of weeks, I'm sure. Um, and for that, you know, a, a preview will be on here again. But if you want to hear this entire book one story and you want to hear it for free and not pay for it, which you're welcome to do. Um, the second half is going to be up on Raina's Pornhub site. <laughs> you're just starting over there. And you want to explain that? Yeah. A um, just to, I have some people who are amazing and you are one of them. Um, and you all talk about how much you love my voice, how much you think my voice is amazing, which every time you say it, I'm, I don't know, a little shocked because I never really thought of my voice in that way because I always thought like my voice was a little bit deeper and all of that. So, you know, there's that. And I, I will say most people don't find their voice as good as other people say that yeah. they think it is. So yeah. there's that. Um, but yeah, so because um, of exposure and, you know, getting some of now more of your stories out there, as well as some of my audios, I've decided to start doing Pornhub. So I, I have the page up. I haven't put anything on there yet. Um, actually your feminization reunion part two will be the first one that I put up 
And then I will start doing clips of different audios that I've done and we'll see what happens. Um, if there are requests for things, just like over on Night Flirt too, if anyone ever has any requests, I'm more than happy to make a script and record for a fee, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna start doing more things and putting things out there. Okay, so is your Pornhub page up already? It is. Um, I guess it doesn't have to have anything on it. I'm just thinking. Just so we can tell people where to how to find you on Pornhub. Yeah. So it's just Raina, um, Raina means queen on Pornhub, or I yeah, and I will also send you the link to my profile, so then you can post it. I will. Depending on where you listen, where you listen to this podcast depends on um, what you can see in the description. Like if you watch, listen on Anchor, the the links are very clear. But in some of the other sites, it can be kind of jumbled. So I just wanted to make sure. Raina means queen, R-E-I-N-A. And then one thing about your voice. So first off, I wish people on Night Flirt knew, high-pitched voices aren't necessarily sexy. <laughs> All right. Secondly, um, in addition to having a bit of resonance, you also have like the best laugh I have ever heard. <laughs> See what I mean? Thank you. And when we're talking about feminization and more importantly, humiliation, if you're going to have a woman laugh at you and that's exciting to you, <laughs> would you rather hear that or something that sounds like somebody just inhaled helium? Um, <laughs> you know, I, that, I mean, that's the thing, and I believe me, I've been the victim of this a lot this week. You know, she has the ability to laugh in just a way that goes right through you. And so... Uh, I don't even try. It is so crazy how many times people say my laugh is so humiliating or, you know what, I'm just going to throw him under the bus. Quick and Dirty Media always says that my laugh is evil. And I just don't hear it because I laugh that way at everything. So I actually think it's the way that the person who hears it intends it to be. Does that make sense? <laughs> or could just be naturally evil. I mean. I could be. I could be. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, one of the reasons it works so well is that you're not trying to do it. You know, I, you know. If, you, if, if you're doing an evil laugh because you're trying, it sounds like you're trying. You know, if I sit here and go, <laughs> it, it well, doesn't sound come like on, it. that's a bit over the top. You know, Let's you can real. tell I'm doing it. You, you don't with you. So, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for recording thank that. Thank you for book. having me. Thank you. I for love your story. So <gasps> humiliating you. Did I? <laughs> well, by now, somebody has to have seen has to have seen the video on Twitter. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm. Uh, Brenda is going to be having a field day when she sees this. So Sissy oh, Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. Annabelle, who does my art, she's going to have a good kick out of this. There's a lot of people who will have a kick out of this. And one last thing, thank you so much, Mindy Harris, uh, for doing a great story with me. And definitely, if you like like it, check check it out because 
she's definitely been a big part. She's probably edited um, close to 200 of my stories. So she's a oh, big wow. part of the whole operation. Yes, her and Sally Bend. Sally Bend has been editing them lately. And Sally Bend is another great writer. So Nice. And then I think next week, I think we might have the first part of my senior year of college stories by uh, Shayla. Ooh. <laughs> You've heard them all. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I, I'm i going to kind of tell on you. And you can feel free to edit this out if you don't want me to. But I will say that sometimes when I'm listening to or reading some of your stories, um, I see some similarities. And I'm not oh. just going to say from you, but also from other sissies. And I think it's quite interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, well, you, well, one of the things for me is obviously, the, you know, any stories that I've written since then uh, have definitely been influenced by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I've always been submissive. I just didn't know it. But like feminization, bondage, that little bit of butt kicking fantasy I have, all of those things like came out the same time and uh you know i i also think that there's some weird thing with these stories because they really get like they sell so much more than everything else and i and i never understood <laughs> why so but yeah senior year we're almost done I, I have a feeling that uh you know that's gonna feel really momentous for me when i when we actually finish the last year of it so but anyway, again, thanks for stopping by, Raina. And uh, Thank you. thanks for listening. You know, and I, I thought Raina told me before, and this will be the last thing I leave you with, just because the uh, podcast, I mean, just because the, the video is available on Twitter or YouTube doesn't mean you have to watch it. You know, if you have other things to do with your day, we totally understand. Yeah, if you don't want to just take six minutes out of your time and have a good laugh, you don't have to. Six minutes and 30 seconds, thank you. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. All right. <laughs> thank you for listening. I will be back next week with my barking dogs. I hope you will be too. Bye.